Hello, I'm Ed Locke with USA Mortgage. Tax season is upon us. Did you know that 47% of Americans are planning to use their tax refunds for everyday expenses, home improvements, and vacations? What if you used your tax refund for a new home instead? Again, this is Ed Locke with USA Mortgage. Your tax refund can be used towards down payment, closing costs, or paying down existing debt to help get approved. So before you spend that tax refund, let's get together and see how to best utilize those funds to invest in your future and your new home. Call or text me at 502-680-0953. Again, that's 502-680-0953. NMLS ID 448-908, DAS Acquisitions, LLC, doing business as USA Mortgage, NMLS ID 227262. This is not a commitment to lend. Additional terms and conditions apply. USA Mortgage is an equal housing lender. You have scoured the podcast world. You have finally found the place where news is weighed in the balance. Welcome to Newsworthy with Stephen Jerry. Two words and two question marks. Hello, Mr. Jerry. Hello, Welcome to Steve. this crazy, crazy week. Crazy week. Isn't that crazy? It's not so. It's crazy. Hopefully, in a good way. No, our no. world's going crazy. Not so. According to you, it's been that way for some time. It has. It's getting worse. Is it? You and I are fundamentally on opposite sides of the mountain on this one. You seem to think that the world is getting to be better, and I'm the negative. In many ways, I do. And this is odd because I'm usually a positive, an optimist. Um, But damn, just gotta say, there's a lot of scary stuff in the world. Um, I think there has been for a long time. I don't necessarily think that it's getting worse. I don't think I'm one of those people, especially when it comes to crime. You hear so many people saying that things are getting so bad and it's, you know, getting worse every day. But yeah, when you look at the numbers, it's really not. Violent crime is down. Murder is down. Uh, Not only in the last 10 years, but from the 70s and 80s. So, yeah, there's certainly a ton of scary things out there. There's a ton of things that we wish weren't happening that are. and will go on. You've talked a lot about how much, you know, you don't trust our government. I absolutely 100% agree. And I don't think it's anything new. I don't think our government's been trustworthy for many, many years. The sad part is it's probably one, one of, I'm not saying the best, but it's one of the better governments in the world. So. Isn't that sad? It is. (laughs) Absolutely horrible. It just shows you what, what people and the the human aspect of anything does. It, 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 absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yep. Be it in Washington or Mumbai or or Libya or wherever. Which is, I believe, one of the reasons we have one of the best governments in the world. Our system of checks and balances is hard to beat. Yep. And and our forefathers solved that, you know, two hundred and what fifty years ago. So. Tell, us, tell the good folks who just joined us, if they'd like to send us an email, perhaps one not about feet, yes, where they would, could do that. Well, first, we would strongly ask that it not be about <laughs> feet. 
But they can certainly do that at newsworthy with Stephen Jerry at gmail.com. They can text us at area code 540-709-1318. Good deal. Sweet. They can hear you loud and clear, Jerry. I wanted to ask before we went any further with this episode. We've had some ups and downs. I don't know if it's the equipment or if it's user errors or because we had a really awesome episode. We did. And well, we struggled when we first got a little bit. Then we had a really awesome episode. And then last episode, you were a little bit uh, muted. And I promise this time I didn't do it on purpose. Seriously. I believe that our equipment is far more advanced than we give it credit for. <laughs> that it knows who has something important to say. Oh, so that's why is, I mute you so much. It just is constantly muting me out. So, yeah. Gotcha. I, I got you. I got I you. Agree. Now, it's not actually based upon facts, obviously, uh, because I'm the pretty much only one on the show that's bringing those. No, 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 no. no. But Listen. it has to do with how many people that I'm pissing off. So it, I, it's determining that if our podcast is to be successful, it's going to have to meet the hell out of me. I see. Here's where we differ. <laughs> you say facts. And I treat my gut feeling as facts because my gut feelings are usually right more than your facts are. If you recall, and I'm using air quote with facts. If you recall, 40 something years ago, back when I first got to know you, you were a 16 year old kid. And sexy. There's just crazy sexy. There was a phrase that became pretty popular with you and I. I think it needs to be used once again. Steve, that is not what they say. <laughs> it is totally what they say. You're just wrong. You you just have to be wrong on this because I've decided. Okay. We're just going to have to decide. Your gut feeling. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I would say that my facts prove Listen. you wrong, but yeah, that is nothing compared to you. So guess what I got to do today? What's that? I got to have lunch with one of the most beautiful women on the planet. Today. Very nice. Yeah. Exactly. She ate all my pizza, but that's okay. <laughs> she ate all your pizza. Yeah, I got to have lunch with my daughter today, so that made me very happy. Well, I'm glad to I hear always that. enjoyed that time. I'm very <laughs> glad to hear that. I'm sure you both enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, it was good. good time. Never get to spend enough time with our kids. No, well, I, yeah, you're right. You're right. Also, I got very lucky this week, like dodged a bullet lucky. So. My oldest son knows that I absolutely, let me back up. So he got me so good this year, okay? Like, we always pranking on each other and all this stuff. So he calls me up back in late December and says, hey, Dad, what are you doing on Valentine's Day? And I'm like, nothing. We never do anything on Valentine's Day. A what prank that started too much. I'm impressed oh, yeah. already. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm We're, impressed. So he, he calls me up and he says, what are you doing on Valentine's Day? I said, nothing. I got nothing going on. He's like, okay, I'm going to get some concert tickets for us. You're going to a concert with me. I'm like, all right, cool. Now, I should have asked because said son is into really like, uh, like death metal, okay. that kind of music and stuff. but. Out of curiosity, I had already made up in my mind that it was a good chance and an opportunity to hang out, just spend some time. So I could yep. endure anything for a couple of hours, okay. earplugs, whatever. 
So he's like, yeah, we're going to go see Toto. And I'm like, Toto? What the? And I'm like, okay, so who's, <laughs> who's headlining this concert? And my boy, after I've already committed, says Journey. Really? Yeah. Okay. And he knew, he knows, as does anyone who knows me very well, that I loathe Journey. <laughs> In fact, to me, Journey is one of the worst groups really? on the absolute planet. Now, before you say anything, just know that if you disagree with me, you are on the wrong side. Okay? So, because Journey sucks. As a group, they suck. Okay. So, if you disagree, you're automatically on the wrong side on this. Okay? It's, it's, no, there's, there's, but that kind of goes without saying. Yeah. Thank you. So, two months he'd said this, and I had already gotten committed to, uh, gotta go see freaking Journey on Valentine's Day. So, how much of a gag can, like, just can you stick the spoon down my throat <laughs> and just gag me with it? So, anyway, long story short, right after that, he got transferred to Phoenix. So I got out. I didn't have, I had lunch with my daughter today and did not have to go see Journey on Tuesday. So, woo woo, double win for me. <laughs> what did he do? Just sell his tickets, give them to someone or what? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I didn't even ask, to be honest. I'm sure he should have been very handed off. nice tickets. I'm sure they were selling for a good price. Journey? Yeah. I mean, come on, whether you like them or not, one of the all-time great groups, right? You can't. For its popularity? Oh. You can't. I mean, you got to say they've earned that, whether no. they're your mm-hmm. group or not. Mm-hmm. Tell me <laughs> what's your, your all-time favorite group. Oh, it really depends on the mood. Really? Yeah, I don't. Uh, What's it, the best concert you ever went to? Well, that's not fair because I don't go to many concerts. I, I, it's Never not did. my thing. Yeah, it's not my thing. If you had to hold me down and make me say one group that is my favorite, um, it would probably be the Temptations. Really? Yeah. Would not have figured that. Um, but. On any given day, if someone, if I die and someone scrolls through my music player, they are going to be like, this dude needed to be in an insane asylum because there's everything from Rod Z- Rob Zombie to Mozart to, uh, uh, I mean, you just name it, it's in there. Not only have I never had a Mozart song on my, not only favorite playlist, but any playlist. I've never had any classical music ever. You uncultured None. swine. Exactly. I'm from Kentucky. What <laughs> so do you am I. Yeah. Also, double, top, yes, Frank is definitely on my playlist by far. My top two groups would be Springsteen, Knee Street Band, and ACDC. Okay. Two of the best concerts I ever saw. I will agree with you on the second by far, but Bruce Springsteen? That man plays his ass off. Let me give you my best Springsteen In 1984, I think it was, 84 or 85, I saw him in concert in Rupp Arena, and it was announced in the paper the next day that within an hour or two of the show ending, he was admitted to a local hospital, had a fever of 102 point something, 103, whatever. And the guy was sick as crap and just stayed there and played his ass off. It was a very long concert. 
Yeah, he was one of them that really reacted with to the fans, and if the crowd was loud and cheering, he would just keep playing. He, he put on an awesome show. I used to wrestle a guy that was like that, and the more the crowd cheered and liked, the better, the he, better he beat me up. <laughs> and the longer he made that match go to do it. <laughs> Listen, so... I often, we often have this conversation amongst my friends. Who do you think, since we're on music and, okay. and we got a second, because we got some pretty stupid topics today that we got to get into, and it sucks, but we have to, we have to dig into them or we're not doing our job. So now, who do you think is the most, one of the most transformative bands? This is going to let people know the inside mind of Jerry today. Well, describe transformative. What exactly? Do you I'll mean give you that? an except. I'll give you an example. An exception. An example. Okay. Okay. So, to me, Aerosmith for a rock band is one of those type groups, and what I mean by that is, without Aerosmith, and and, and I really do believe rap would have eventually came mainstream anyway. But Aerosmith, who was at the peak of their career, did the duet song Walk This Way with Run DMC, elevated rap to a level yeah. that, that way earlier than they would have naturally progressed, just from the way of music. So I feel like Aerosmith is a transformative band because of that. They helped a whole genre. Nirvana would be another one. They ushered in the grunge. You know, grunge was strictly a northeastern thing until Nirvana broke through and became mainstream. So, yeah. northeast and north, far, far west. Sure. Seattle sure. and that area certainly had their huge share of grunge. I don't know. I've never been a fan of transformative. I guess I tend to like more classic, you know, ACDC, Leonard Skinner, yeah. the, Bruce Springsteen. There's nothing transformative about any of these no, guys. Bruce that, those are I my mean, favorite. Yeah, Bruce, Bruce just stinks all around. Bruce was freaking awesome. I he do was like the boss for a reason. And you know, <laughs> you could, <laughs> I would, also, I, I would be <laughs> remiss to say that uh, given even with all of the accusations that flew around, uh, by far one of my absolute favorites is Michael Jackson as a performer, as, you gotta as separate a perfectionist. As an out. artist, unbelievable. Oh, I agree. So. I agree. And he probably was very transformative. Was never a big fan of his, but uh, yeah, individually as a person, probably one very perverted dude. Yeah, but had just some great music. Twisted. I, I mean, even if he, even if none of the accusations are true, there is still a lot going wrong in his brain. So, yep. So how was your week, dude? I've done said my week crazy. Was great. Yeah. Um, got a couple of no, you didn't say it. it was great, you said it was crazy. I said in a good way, no, no, horribly bad way. Oh, no, no, that's the weekend news. Oh, okay, we're gonna get to that. Okay, personally, personally it was had, good. I got on two wheels today. That's always so, a good day. So, so far, there has not been a month in the last two years I've not been on my bike. Very nice. So, even in January, I found a day, in December, I found a day. And November. So, and today was just gorgeous. Yeah, it was absolutely 70 some plus years today, or 70 plus degrees today. And it was just great. Windy, but hey, I can deal with yeah. it. Friday. Now, folks, when you hear these statements about weather in Kentucky, 
Today was 70, I think 72 here in Lawrenceburg. Uh, we're going to have some storms tomorrow, but Friday, the high is going to be 30s. 30 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Stupid. What's the old saying? If you don't like the weather here, stick around for an hour or two to probably change. Yeah, exactly. Pretty true. Exactly. It's pretty true until you get into summertime and the oppressive uh, humidity. Hits. Oh, yeah. And that does not seem to go away for ever. Like six years. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jerry, I did have one hiccup this year or this week. Okay. What was that? Well, I, I, I went to see a psychic. You did? Yeah, I knocked on the door. She yelled out, who is it? I'd leave right then. I did. Yeah. <laughs> Not worth crap. I would totally agree. Hey, did you hear about the difference between Dubai and Abu Dhabi? What? Well, the people in Dubai don't like the Flintstones, but the people in Abu Dhabi do. I, I am Stop being so jealous. I am speechless <laughs> with how bad that joke is. Do you not understand the concept of dad jokes? I, They're supposed to be bad. No, no, that there's a difference. <laughs> that, that 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 is that a good one. Yeah. No, no, that, that was, was good um, not good. Fine. You want another one? No. They just figured out how many drugs Charlie Sheen took. No. Did you hear how many? How many? Enough to kill two and a half men. <laughs> I don't even know if that's a joke. That one's <laughs> true. I'll give up. Okay, thanks for listening to the show today. I'm completely speechless, so we're going to end it. No, I'm just kidding. Well, I mean, we probably yeah, end on a good point, right? We know we can't no. pass that one, so. No, not at all. If you all. can't top it, just go ahead and end it right there. Huh. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Wow. You don't think so? Mm-hmm. Another one of those gut feeling things, I take it? Yeah. Yeah. So, Jerry, last Steve. week, I did a marvelous job with our recipe of the day. Okay. And it was so amazing. It's going to be really hard for you to to step in and 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 fill those shoes and be your recipe. Well, I didn't actually. There wasn't a recipe. recipe. <laughs> that didn't even claim to be a recipe. No, no, that's right. That's accurate. But I will give you the fact that you were uh, on the take. He was bought. I know he told you guys he wasn't being paid, but he was. So, yeah, at least you were being paid. You were being bought by a company that has some very good recipes. And I still say that HelloFresh is, uh, they, have, they have some outstandingly good recipes. My recipe this week is called Cowboy Pie. I don't know if I've ever told you, but this is probably my one and only recipe that I, this is mine. I, I didn't read it. I actually heard about a cowboy pie and looked it up a couple of times and didn't really like the recipes and come up with my own. And, and here's what I ended up with. If you take one large onion, one green bell pepper, one jalapeno pepper, chop them up. And uh, by the way, if it happens to be hatch green chili season, those are absolutely perfect for this dish. Just replace the jalapeno pepper with that. But chop them up, uh, saute them, add a pound of hamburger, 
cook until it's no longer pink. Drain if there's, uh, depending upon your percent of fat, if it's needed, drain it. And then season it. Salt, pepper, Tony Sachery, garlic powder, Italian seasoning. Just, you know, the, the meat's already cooked at this point. Keep testing it until you get it the way that you like it. Add a can of black beans, one can of Rotel tomatoes, one bag of frozen corn, and then mix up one box of Jiffy cornbread, according to the directions, and pour that over the top. Put it into a, a 400-degree oven, 15 to 20 minutes until it's golden brown. Cowboy pie. It's an absolutely fantastic recipe. This recipe, obviously, is one of those where it has several ingredients. It has a lot of flavor, but it's seriously going to come down to how well do you taste it? How, how well do you season it to get it to the taste that you like? And, yeah, it's uh, I love that dish. It sounds really delicious. I've not had that, but uh, it sounds very delicious. Have to make it for you sometime. Yeah, yeah. So, Jerry, I've got something for you today. You do. Okay. That is normally your forte, but I'm going to steal it for a minute today. Not facts. You're going to use facts today? No. Oh, my God. Something better. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Woo! Emu news. News. There we go. So this news is a little bit dated, okay? okay? But it, it came across my feed and I was like, ha! I can find some emu news. There you go. In 1932. Oh, this is a little dated. <laughs> this is yeah. back around when you were like 91 10. years ago. This is when you were like okay. 10, right? I see. Um, in 1932, yeah. the Australian army went to a war against emus because they were destroying. <laughs> valuable farmland down in australia they don't have much farmland um the army lost they gave up and that was my emu news gotta love those emus (laughs) i love emu news so do i (laughs) i love emus that's weird I really wish they would have gotten more in depth. Oh my goodness! Half of the emergency fleet of Lawrenceburg just drove past. Sounded um, like it. So I really wish they would have gotten into more details about how they lost and what happened, but that's all they had. <laughs> well, those things are kind of scary, you know. I can see them scaring the hell out of a lot of people. Indeed. So you starting this week? What do you have for us? Well, I can start this week. I got one that, um, a couple of things that I want to. There um, comes the other half. Yeah, they always do that. Wow, we're just going to hang on for a second. We have a really bad intersection about a mile from our studio. And you can almost set your clock by when there's a bad accident down. And I don't understand how they haven't figured out how to fix that yet. But, um, so, I don't have a clue what's causing it, do you? I wouldn't know where to start. No. I mean, how do you actually improve upon the IQ of people? That's what it's going to take to fix it. Yeah, pretty much. So I want to start with something a little less intense this year. As you know, and many people who know me know, for a great, great many years, I was a huge Chicago Bear fan. Uh, yep. For most of my life, was a Chicago Bear fan. There you were. Finally, Lovey Smith drove me away from the Chicago Bears with yep. 
his famous uh, football style, much like the football style of Kentucky, um, uh, the, the, the football style of University of Kentucky, which was up the middle, up the middle, up the middle, punt. Yeah, you can only watch so much of that for as many seasons as you can take it before you have to just switch. That was back in the mid-80s, the Fran Kersey years. Yeah. So a little bit of news about Chicago today. After 71 years in Soldier Field, and back in the mid-90s, they totally updid it, upgraded it. Uh, Chicago, has, uh, the Bears have purchased um, uh 326 acres in Arlington Heights, Chicago, suburb. They're moving out of downtown to the suburb. Um, and they are looking, and it's just the beginning stages, but it's they're leaning very much, and they think that they purchased this to go ahead and build a brand-new stadium in Arlington Heights uh, in Chicago. So after 70, and by the time it's all said and done, it'll be 73 probably. It usually takes a couple of years to build yeah, one of those. At least. Um, 73 years in the same stadium that that will then let Lambeau Field of the the Smackers, uh, the green the green faced Smackers have the oldest field in the NFL. <laughs> you know, there certainly comes a point in time when most, if not every, one of the professional teams needs to upgrade. But when it's an absolute iconic stadium like Soldier Field, I hate to see it. I just absolutely hate to see it. You know, Boston's Fenway Park, Fenway Park, the yeah. Green Monster. The thing you just hate to see those iconic places go away. Oh, apparently Mochi is a Green Bay, a Green Smay fan. Um, yeah, I, I I didn't say it wrong. What do you have against Green Bay? What the 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 the, the, the who? And uh, your team. Is who? And the team before that was who? And the one before that. I would venture to say that Green Bay has had far more success in the last 20 years than your current favorite team, the one before that, and the one before that, which was the Green Bay Packers. Am I not correct? I've never liked the Packers. I'm simply saying the Packers have been far more successful than the last three teams of yours added together. Jerry. So why are you getting on Mochi? Well, because the Green Bay Smackers are a terrible team. Well, they have you rightfully calling them Smackers. They smacked the crap out of your favorite teams. Shh. I don't like you. <laughs> or Mochi, right? Or Mochi. Or anyone else who likes the Smackers. <laughs> I, I'm not a big Smackers Please send fan. all your hate mail to Jerry at... <laughs> Newsworthy with Stephen Jerry no. at gmail.com. No. <laughs> that fake picture going to get us to where we're going to have to just oh, turn that thing off. Mochi says, ouch, I'll call the fire department so they can put out that butt because you just got burned. <laughs> <laughs> just because I like the Detroit Lions and I love their new coaches spunk, and I like the scrappiness of this team. And how long have you been a fan of them? A couple of years. And before them was who? The Titans. Tennessee Titans. Yeah. And you were a fan of them for how long? Well, just back until Lovey Smith, because it was from the Bears to the Titans to the Lions. So how long were you a fan of the Titans? I don't know, not a couple of years. A year or two, yeah. 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 A couple of years, they seem to be setting a trend there. 
No, no, I like the Lions. Is that what they call a fair weather fan? No, no. Two years? No, no. A fair weather fan goes to the teams that are good. (laughs) I don't do that. In fact, when my teams get good, I don't like them anymore. (laughs) Hell no. I ain't never going to be a Packers fan. That's nasty. People wearing that ugly green and yellow, just walking around looking like baby vomit all the time. (laughs) Who wants to do that? (laughs) At least they occasionally win playoff games. At least they occasionally get to the playoffs. Uh, yeah. So, have you ever watched Designated Survivor? I'm sure you have. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's a great show. Actually, you like for Sutherland, I do like it. Question for you: This is a carryover from last week. I had it in my notes, and I, we talked about the State of the Union, but we didn't get to this part. I forgot. Who was? Did you, did you hear who the Designated Survivor I did. was? Do I want to know? I'm going to tell you, but <laughs> that's not the real point. Uh, it was the labor secretary. Now, I will not bet you. I will give you 20 bucks if you could tell me who that was. No clue. You and I, I'm not saying we're very intelligent. I'm not saying we have great memories. You and I, overall, probably keep up with the current news as much as most people. Not only did I not have any idea who the labor secretary was, after I read the name, I sincerely thought I have never heard of this guy in my life. His name is Marty Walsh. Marty Walsh was the designated survivor. Can you imagine, heaven forbid, if something had happened and we had woken up the next morning and found out that our new president was Marty Walsh? Who names their child Marty? I just, yeah. (laughs) Shame on his parents. I also went through and looked at the cabinet members. Thinking, who else do I not know? When thinking, surely there's you know not more than a couple. I didn't know a whole crap load of them. Now the the big ones I knew. Uh, in order of succession, there's the vice president, the secretary of state, the secretary of treasury, and the secretary of defense and the attorney general. And those all go back to the original. All of those were original. The rest of and that was the only original cabinet members. The rest have been added since. So I knew those guys, but holy crap, there's so many names in here. Deb Halen, Tom Vilzak, Marty Walsh. I did know Xavier Becerra, Secretary of Health. I did know Pete, Pete Butelage. Buttigieg. Buttigieg. He, he, he's on my list today. We're going to chat about I just Pete know so many Buttigieg. But yeah, designated survivor this year. If the Capitol had gotten bombed, we would have had Marty Walsh as president. I, I still swear I'd never heard this guy's name before. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. So that was mine. What do you got? Oh, wow. We're going through them today. Yes, we are. We so, started with the little ones. Huh? We started with the little ones. Yeah, we did. So let's go ahead and get into the fact. Um, let's talk a little bit about the title of our episode tonight what some people are dubbing the Chernobyl of Ohio. And that sounds very serious. It is very serious. Um, And it's, it's a very complex issue. Okay. The environmental impact is one whole section of it, and it is bad. You want to go back and tell our listeners what actually happened? Okay, sure. Be happy to. For those that don't know, nearly two weeks ago, a train that was, uh, let's see, let me find, was over 150 cars, more than a mile long, derailed in a little town called East Palestine, Ohio. It sits right on the border of Ohio and Pennsylvania. 
on that plane or on that train <laughs> were a absolute metric butt ton, uh, and that is a legitimate form of measure. It's right after it's between cups and and uh, ounces, so it's in there. Okay. Um, but there was an absolute metric butt ton of toxic chemicals. Now, don't be alarmed, but trains are used to ship those all over the place. Um, and, and they usually do a pretty decent job of doing it safely. But in this case, Norfolk, Norfolk Southern Railroad, um, af right after this happened, thought that the best course of action was to dig a big ditch, drain these these five um, uh, tanker cars full of their product, and set it on fire and burn it. That was not their decision, unfortunately. To make it much, much worse, our government decided to do this. Government officials in a very low... I just feel like if you're going to decide to do that, where you're going to potentially impact a whole town, that that should come up a little bit higher up the food chain than what was actually being. Well, I don't know who whose decision it was. Did you hear why they decided on this course of action? Because they were afraid that because the, the, the cars in particular, we're going to get to what was in them. I don't want to get too into it because, quite frankly, it'll get very boring. Very for, technical. Very technical on air. But they were afraid it was going to explode yes. and send shrapnel yes. over a mile. And I get that. Um, but it seems to me they could have found a much better way. It was vinyl chloride, uh, which was what it's a highly flammable, very carcinogenic, um, especially when you inhale it. That fact is important later. <laughs> um, and when burned, it decomposes into other toxic camp compounds, one of which is hydrogen chloride. Uh, when hydrogen chloride goes into the atmosphere, it attracts rain or, you know, water droplets, water vapor. And when, those, and when those get together, it comes back down as anybody back in the 80s would know acid rain um, up in the industrial belt. That was a real big deal until we took care of it. So but here's the here's the other part. While it's in gas form, while it's before it does that. It is actually the same compound as some of the phosphates that we used in World War I as a chemical weapon. In fact, the Geneva Conventions makes that illegal. Prohibits. It prohibits it because it's such a nasty chemical weapon. So whoever on the chain of command decided, oh, this is a good idea, I hope that they were fired like uh, yesterday. Well, that's easy to say, but I, you know, again, the governor of Ohio DeWine, I think is his name. Yes. He was on air numerous times telling people to get out. This may explode. Yeah. Uh, so and they're laughing on... about it, by the way. I saw a video clip. He was actually making a joke of it. Well, I need to get out of here, too. Oh, no. uh, so uh, everything you're saying, you're saying sounds right. Again, I don't know how big of a risk the explosion was. I don't know how close we came to that happening. I don't either. Now, Keep in mind, they didn't drain the five tanker cars. They drained small amounts to release the pressure and then stop the flow. So very little of what was contained was actually let out into the environment. If it had exploded, obviously, every bit of it would have been let out. Now, again, I have no clue. I'm not an expert. I have no idea. We were close to an explosion. Uh, 
Here, here's the problem, though, Jerry. What's that? And it was very similar to what we were talking about before we got online. Um, the lack of trust and the lack of, well, trust in the government. Okay. And the reason I say that is because within two days of this big, huge fire, they said it was okay to go back to your home. Within the within the at the the fall zone, if you will, um, the EPA said that the air quality was fine, and that there was no, even though there were some fish fatalities. Now, this is the EPA from the state of Ohio and the EPA from the state of Pennsylvania that both said, "Yeah, there's going to be some fish that die from this, but we've had no vertebrates. There's been no." foul that have 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 met their end because of this numerous reports numerous and, and you know you're a tiktok user uh, you say i use facebook too much to get too much information but there were numerous people on tiktok on facebook showing the exact opposite of what these people were saying also when there was a reporter who was just asking questions as due process would you know we often talk about how bad the reporting is they arrested him <laughs> took I him did, out in I, handcuffs i never heard why he the guy was arrested I did, did hear he was later released charges were dropped sure what was he originally charged with did you hear i have no idea i don't either but they put him in handcuffs and took him out of the auditorium because he was asking some pretty hard yeah. questions i don't think that's stupid i mean what kind of what are you showing Here's a couple of things about Norfolk Southern, though, that, that should be brought to the attention. And this is why, you know, we always look back, hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? Right. Norfolk Southern has spent money on just about every, in, in every state that they have a rail line. They have dumped money in lobby, not just for the Democrats, Republicans as well just threw money at these elections. Actually, more Republicans and Democrats. And one of the things that they were doing is to allow for the removal or the operation of with faulty emergency brakes. Now, they don't know if that, that had anything to do with this particular accident, but can you imagine being a Republican or a Democrat that accepted this money and voted that that was okay and that be the cause of this accident? Listen. Are you talking about the ECP, the electronically controlled pneumatic brakes? Is that the ones you're referring to? Sure. I'm not a trained doctor. Don't I don't know. It the, the the report that I read was it just simply said emergency braking on the train. Okay. Um and that that they think that the lack of that had something to do with this derailment. Well, I read several articles on those brakes. You're not going to like this, but you should have went a little bit deeper. Uh, <laughs> during President Obama, he passed a requirement that trains carrying hazardous flammable materials to have ECP brakes, which are electronically controlled pneumatic brakes. That order was rescinded in 2017 by the Trump administration in their attempt at deregulation. Now, overall, I think deregulation is normally a good idea. In this case, it is almost universally accepted, and several reports that I read said that th they don't necessarily think that the brakes would have stopped the derailment, but it would have been far less severe.
Yeah. Um, Listen, I don't care. Kudos to Obama and shame on the Trump administration. Well, that, that doesn't affect me at all. That's one the problem thing that, is that this, yes. many times we've talked, I don't care about a D or an R. Yep. The right thing is still the right thing. Yeah. And that Overall, sounds like from Obama's standpoint that that was the right thing to do. You can't. And have, then Trump's defense overall, I'm a big fan of deregulation. Yeah. There are certain things that we should not be deregulating. Yep. I remember way back, one of the very early episodes we did. Do you remember when I was talking about why did Kentucky allow motorcycle riders to not wear helmets when that was no longer required? Right. My view of the government is one of the first top highest priority things that they should be doing is trying to protect the citizens. So when you look, when you start talking about deregulating the safety of trains, I don't know how that's protecting anyone no, I don't other either. than the financial interest of the railroads themselves. That's the only one you're helping. So I'm not for sure that deregulation was a good idea in this case. I don't uh, criticize Trump for his overall deregulation efforts. I think overall that that's helpful and good. In this case, I think that he went way too far. And, and I read several reports, one from Newsweek, one from Reuters, one from MediaMatters.org, and they were all saying the exact same thing that you said, that they believed that if this train did have the ECP brakes, that it maybe would not have prevented it, but it would have certainly been less severe. Absolutely. So you would think that, let me ask you a question, Jerry. Sure. You would think that trains, especially this one, it's over a mile long. That's how trains make their money. They're yep. big. They're huge. Sure. They're slow. That's why we have trucks and trains. But by far, the cheapest way to move freight from one coast to the other is by train. Right. But these are really big, solid, wonderfully constructed pieces of equipment, right? The individual cars, I have no The train themselves, the way the structure works, the safety record would be outstanding, but maybe not. And here's what I mean. If you had to guess, without looking it up, how many derailments do you think we've had, we have on a yearly basis in America? Just any derailment at all? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure there's a metric crap ton of them. <laughs> I would guess probably 100 a year. A hundred a year. In 2022, okay. there were 1,044 train derailments in our country. Now, that's counting every time that any wheel ever come off the track. And <clears throat> that's told that. That yeah. is counting any instances of a train coming off the track, broken or defective railroads are one of the most common forms of derailment. And, and it could be one car, it could be 500 cars. It could even be one wheel on yes. one car, not even necessarily the whole car. But, and, and it actually averages when people are injured, there's like 1,700. That's the average per year. Um, I would like to know, and that number kind of blew me away, but here's what I'd like to know. I would like to know, and maybe you can help me with this. Maybe not. I don't know. But we have a whole guy, his name, who does the uh, Secretary of Transportation. His name is Pete Buttigieg, <laughs> former, uh, and most people believe that he's going to run for president again. Um, really? 
Yeah, that's what most Jeez. people think. He is. He was running as the first openly gay man. He has yep. a husband. There was a whole big shindig about what would his husband be called? Blah, blah, blah. Not that I care. Gay, white, black. It doesn't matter to me as long as you're the right person for the job. They use all these descriptors like it's supposed to sway my vote or sway somebody else's vote. I don't, I, I never have understood that. Um, but it did take him almost uh, two weeks to even respond uh, <laughs> to, to have a press conference to make a, a official statement about this. Almost two weeks. This is his response. This is his job. This is what he's supposed to do. The first person from Washington on the scene, other than the EPA and the the this is what he's supposed to do. Um, and of course, uh, when he uh, finally makes a statement, he again blames Donald Trump. And it was kind of the same thing about rail regulation, as opposed to just saying, hey, you know what? We, we, we could have been on top of this a little bit. He would have got so much more respect for me by just saying that. And you were right. It's about the ECP breaks and the deregulation, but it took you two weeks, dude, to make a statement. Two weeks. You can't. How is the people of East Palestine, Ohio, supposed to have any faith in the government when it takes the person whose job it is in Washington to make statements, to make a statement that's two weeks behind? I, it just blows me away. You know what he was doing during that, though, right? While that two-week period was going on? I don't know what he ever does. <laughs> well, in this case, he was um, talking about... Uh, um, let me find it here, because I don't want to get it wrong. I don't want to falsely accuse Mr. Buttigieg. I want to make it right. Um, he was giving money to the cities of Philadelphia and cities of and Detroit for inner, inner city. Um, what is the terminology they used? Ah, let me find it. Because I don't want to say wrong. But the bottom line is, and I, I may have to come back to it because I don't want to wrote. Bottom line is you're a big fan of Pete's, right? No, I can't stand the guy. I, 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 when he was running for office, he was one of those guys that sat down on the end because he just barely had enough support to get on the big stage. Do you remember what his credentials were? Stupid little smile. He what political office he, did he have? He was a mayor of, in Indiana. Of where? I don't even remember. Fort Wayne. Fort Wayne. Not Indianapolis. <laughs> Fort Wayne. He was the mayor of Fort Wayne, Indiana. And somehow we decided, someone decided, maybe him, I don't know, but someone decided, you know what, that that's enough prerequisites well, to be president of the United States. So he threw his hat in the ring. For, well, it comes back to, he was a mayor. He was kind of liked in Fort Wayne. I assume they were going to reelect him, but it comes back down to the descriptors. Oh, well, he's a gay guy. We can get him elected with that. But I wouldn't have thought that would have been nearly sufficient. I, what the hell do I know? But I would have thought that that would have been sufficient to get him elected as mayor of Fort Wayne. I, have thought it would have certainly got him. What does San he know Francisco? about transportation on the world stage? <laughs> Don't you think that this is one of those deals where 
in many cases, someone who's running for president, uh, and it becomes obvious pretty quickly they're not going to win. One of the big, one of the favorites will say, "Hey, you know what? I'll, I'll get you a cabinet job if you." Yeah, absolutely, it's what happened, no doubt. Decide to but, uh, withdraw and support me. So let me let me scale back real quick, okay? Because I don't want it to become a partisan thing. If if the Republicans had done this in the same way, I'd be all up in their grill too. The people in East Palestine have to figure out what they're going to do. This is a for this used to be a very uh, they used to have a ceramic uh, factory there, and it supported a lot of people there. The median income there now is like four hundred or forty five thousand dollars a year. It in the grand scheme of the United States, that's not a lot of money. So it's not and. You know, we hate to bring politics in it, but politics are in it. It was this this area has never voted Democrat ever. <laughs> in fact, last the last election it was overwhelmingly red. Okay. You have to wonder if that figures into the slow you would pray that that doesn't happen. And if it does, shame does. on the people that allow it. But these people, where's the flood? Where's the EPA? Where are the parades? You know, we get parades about uh, economic disaster, the Greta Thunbergs of the world screaming about global climate change. This is a real incident. This is happening. There are real people, an entire town that has this thing happening to them. And they get nothing from the government for two weeks. Oh, you can go back to your house. It's been a day. You're good. Well, they get something, and I'm not saying it's right, but the EPA was involved early All they on. were testing was air quality. That's it. They didn't they test were also the ground testing quality. They, they were did not water test the water. Exactly. Not that I saw in exactly. any report that I read in that the several EPA different waters. Well, I'm not saying that it was the EPA alone, but they, in conjunction with local authorities, were testing the water at several different the places. The Ohio River is tainted with these chemicals, just like the, and I forget the name of the creek that goes through their town where they get their drinking water. The Ohio, the Ohio was, River. Cincinnati hasn't um, been able to determine that it adversely affected their water quality. I also read that the West Virginia subsidiary of American Water, in conjunction with the EPA, said on February 12th that it had not detected any changes in the quality of its water at its Ohio River intake site. So I, yes. I'm not trying to defend it. I'm simply I'm saying, saying that there was different people testing, supposedly. And supposedly, I'm not saying there wasn't some cover up. I do not know, but they were testing the air. They were testing the water. So all I have no clue. The, the whole point is these folks are supposed to rely on our government for help in this situation. And there has been no outpouring. When, when there's been no state of emergency, I mean, just to look at the pictures of the plume and of the clouds that those plumes when they were burning some of the unbelievable yeah it it there's nothing like some the the best meme i saw the whole thing is when you're in ohio what's the best thing to do leave (laughs) there's no way and and the the norfolk southern folks said well if you can't come home or you don't feel safe get a hotel we'll reimburse you a lot of these people live paycheck to paycheck. They can't just go get a hotel. And our government, who 
loves to jump on the and declare states of emergency. No state of emergency on this? Really? How, how ridiculous and whoever the handlers are for Sleepy Joe need to be fired. Well, first of all, if I'm not mistaken, the local governor has to declare the state of emergency and then federal elections kick in. So I don't know why. Then why the Ohio governor also needs to be fired. Is Ridiculous. That not, is that not true, though? Is that not the way that I think normally the, works? the local government has to request for it to, to the be governor. canceled. That, no, it has to be asked for the president to do it. I, I think, think it starts at the, to, at the state level, I believe. That's what I'm saying. Okay. The governor has to call okay. the president and say, hey, we need some help. Uh, or the president's office, obviously. Right. Speaking of governors, just to change tactics. Did you know our governor, Steve Bashir, has now been put on the ban list? He's no longer allowed to travel to Russia. <laughs> Is that a good thing, a bad thing? I, I, don't, I don't care, really. I don't like Steve Bashir, I, not heard that. I don't like the... I wonder why, uh, what he did to piss Russia. His support for Ukraine. Oh. Apparently, he's made a, as a politician, made a vocal statement in favor So he of got banned, and you were offered a two-week all-expense-paid trip, right? Because uh, of your support for Russia. <laughs> I, once again, let me just throw it out there. The lack of support for Ukraine does not automatically mean I support Russia. But it really does. No, it does. Okay, that went way too long, Jerry. You got You got So it's your turn. I know you want to talk okay. about something that just is about to fire me up. I'm going to have a drink of this no, water. Not. Maybe, maybe not. Again, I'm going to continue one of the conversations from last week. <laughs> I just wanted you to know that, that I really felt your concern with when you were talking about the balloons last week, and I actually took your concerns to the White House. And you'll be happy to know that Biden was very receptive, and uh, he listened, he agreed, and he actually agreed so much that he has this past week shot down three balloon-like items. Uh, so j just, you know, I know last week we really got your blood pressure going, and I just thought this week, you know, maybe, maybe we can bring it down some. So, hey. Biden agreed with you and shot down three balloon-like items. Aren't you impressed? Yeah, I'm, I'm so... He was out there with his shotgun on the front porch, and he took care that, of them, didn't no, he? No, no, that was Dick Cheney. No, no, I didn't, say he shot his, I didn't say he <laughs> shot his friend. I said he went out on the... Because that's what Biden said to do if someone's breaking into your home. Is go out what? With your double-barrel shotgun and fire them off, both rounds off into the sky, and they're going to run know. away. You don't remember okay. that? I don't remember that. What an idiot. Sorry. Don't remember that at all. I can't believe people voted for him in any, I mean. I did, can. Absolutely. Look who he was running against. Well, that no, was no. not votes for Biden. That's that was what I votes was against say. Trump. Yeah. And, in, you know, to be fair, I'm surprised that how many people voted? Was it around, it was close to 159 million, I think. I can't believe that many people decided that either one of them was worth voting for. Well, half of them were, well, at least a quarter of them, according to some, were, were deceased or duplicates. So <laughs> so not only is he getting a two-week expense-paid trip to Russia, he's also getting another two-week expense-paid trip to Mar-a-Lago. I like to travel, so... Yeah, obviously so. You're willing to say anything to get those trips. But anyway... So, the three things that we shot down, one was over Alaska, one was over northern Canada, and it was with Canada's permission and, and approval. Yukon. And what? In the Yukon. Yeah. yeah. 
and the other one was over the Great Lakes. And originally they were not giving much description at all. They did later say that one of them, uh, they did believe to be a small cylindrical metallic balloon shaped object. One of them, let me find it here. Uh, those intercepted over Alaska and northern Canada had balloon-like features with, with small cylindrical metal objects attached. Those were flying at around 40,000 feet. The object downed over Lake Huron on Sunday, first detected over Montana the prior day, was different. It was an octagonal shape with strings or string-like material hanging from it, traveling at 20,000 feet. What the hell is up in our skies? Octagonal object with string or string-like materials hanging from it. So, last week you were really pissed off that we were letting balloons fly over the United States. This week we shot three-something three down. Are you happy? I'm very happy that we have finally decided that our borders mean something. So, yes, um, now if we can finish the wall in the south and make that border mean something, too. I'm really, you're going to bring even... that up after you and I have said many times that we don't need a wall to secure the southern border. Well, I mean, we need to secure the southern border, be it a wall, be it an invisible wall, be it a smart thing, whatever they do to make it secure. I'm good with that. Whatever. But they need to do something. Were you impressed that during the State of the Union speech, Biden asked for Congress to pay for finishing the parts of the wall that he kind of like in your what you just said? I'm sure very different interpretations, but he was saying there's parts of the border wall that we need to complete. And he asked Congress to pay for it. Good. Kudos to Sleepy Joe. <laughs> Seriously. I don't care who does it. I'm beyond the R and the D now. I, I'm really... If if in Kentucky I could vote in a primary and be an independent, I'd be an independent today. 100%. Well, but I'm you can't. Independent. Huh? I said I'm an independent even though I can't. I can vote in the primaries for the independents. <laughs> Who is usually nothing. I, yeah. may, I may have to put my name in there for that. So to, to get around to your question, do I am I happy that we're shooting them down? Yes. And even more so. Do you think is going on? They have said there's. Yeah. By the way, to digress a little bit, after the Chinese balloon, they the military come out and said that they were adjusting their filters. They were going to begin to focus on items that are smaller, items that are traveling much slower. And once they did, they very quickly come out and said, "We have got hundreds, if not thousands, of unidentified objects." In our skies, and these three particular objects that were shot down, and they again are not saying what they are. They don't know. Well, uh, here's here's what I said to you earlier, and, and I mean that as much then as I do now. The fact of the way that they're utilizing their speech, and I know that's really, really kind of. Uh, Ambiguous. Ambiguous. But the way they're saying and not saying stuff is, to me, doing it in a way that's very deceptive. If you want to scare the populace who reads headlines, you don't come out and say these are not extraterrestrials. <laughs> you just kind of leave You don't come there. out and say they're not extraterrestrials? Right. They didn't say that. What? I, initially, they didn't. The, the problem began when General so-and-so was given a press conference and he was asked, 
can you rule out that these are alien? Right. And he said, at this point, I can't rule out anything. Right. So suddenly everyone was saying, well, they must think that it's aliens. Later, after that, the government come out and said, look, we Page have six. no evidence. Well, actually, there was a uh, hour and a half conference call with governors where it was discussed quite a bit when the government said, look, we're not saying that we have any evidence that it's extraterrestrial. So I don't know that that was trying to scare. That, at that point, they're tr- they were simply trying to walk back some of the, cap- the statements that the general had made. They did that, too, once before. About six, 70 years ago in Roswell, it was well, definitely it a flying times. saucer. What? They've done it many times. Yeah. So here's the thing. Uh, Louisiana Senator, uh, one of the few Kennedys I actually like, uh, he's, he's, he's a very straightforward kind of guy, yep. came out of a message right before you got here tonight and said uh, that, and, and I'm paraphrasing because I don't have it here in front of me, but that he had just got out of a meeting with the Joint Chiefs and that they don't believe that they were Chinese spy drones, but they didn't know exactly what they were and that there were a lot of them. And his parting statement, who this is a guy, Senator Kennedy, that, again, straight shooter, kind of kind of no-nonsense. As he's leaving the press conference, you know what his last statement was? What's that? Lock your doors. Lock your doors. That is so ambiguous. And not only ambiguous, that to me, I was asking you earlier when you said you thought that they were uh, being disingenuous or trying to scare people for no reason. I was asking for examples. That's a perfect one. There's no reason for that. Absolutely agree. You know, it always shows me that I don't trust the government. So when the government's over here flashing this and showing it, trying to get the headlines with this, with their left hand, I want to know what their right hand's doing. Where's that right hand at? Because I don't... Same place it's always been. In my Down someone's book. pants. Yeah, no kidding. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Also, we've been using missiles to shoot down these things. Do you know how much these cost, have you heard? $400,000 a piece. $470,000. per missile. Half a and the last one, the one over Lake Huron, we had a miss. How do you miss a stationary object well, with a homing missile? <laughs> it's, it wasn't stationary at all. What? That was flying. It's like five miles an hour. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what we were talking about, right? You'll love this with your UFO beliefs. Let me, let me can I interrupt you real quick? Go ahead. First of all, you're right. I absolutely 100% believe in UFOs, in in an intelligent life outside of Earth. Does that mean I believe that aliens are hovering around, coming down? I believe aliens, when they fly by Earth, they're rolling up their windows and they're locking their doors, okay, at this point. But to say that aliens can't exist is like taking a spoon, going to the ocean, dipping out some water, not seeing a shark, and saying, well, there's no sharks in here because I can't see them here. Same thing. There's just the the laws of probability when you look into the universe and and what even, and that's just based on what our belief system of what it takes to be life, to, to, to develop and grow. And we only have one view of that. That doesn't mean it's the only view. So 
I absolutely believe there's a intelligent life out there. Well, back to the original question, I absolutely agree that there are UFOs. By the very definition, by the very name of UFOs, unidentified flying objects, and then I'll call it uh, UAP, right? Mm -hmm. Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon, I think it's called. Anyway, it's unidentified, so I absolutely agree with it, though. Where it come from and all that. Here's another thing. Here's another thing that you bring up UAP. Jerry, two years ago, less than two years ago, a senator from one of the big committees in Washington, they went in and they came out and said, we are going to restrict usage of that terminology to known non-human craft. That was a recorded thing that well, they don't have the does. right to restrict usage of terminology. They can't tell the American no, no. public you're only allowed to use this no, term. No, no. They're going to use that term in official documents. That's what I was meaning. But go ahead. In an interview with former Deputy Director of National Intelligence, Beth Sanner, um, she noted that the Director of National Intelligence just last month reported to Congress on 247 new documented reports of unidentified aerial phenomena since March of 2021, and an additional 119 reports from before March 2021. Again, that's part of what we have suddenly after we adjusted our filters and we're seeing hundreds if not thousands of items up there. That's at least part of these. She went ahead to say about the earlier Chinese balloon that was shot down from last week. She said, we're now in a liar, liar, pants on fire moment. She said, you know, and she said, I think that the Chinese are going to make up things in order to cover their own tracks. But with that being said, we do spy. And this is another form of spying. So we have to be very careful with how outraged we get in terms of what we do. But I do not believe that we send balloons of this nature over Chinese territory. We don't have the interest or the capacity to keep scrambling F-22 jets every time we see an object in the sky. So now we really got to focus and say, how do we identify things that are actual threats? So, yeah, especially when, like we said, these things are $470,000 a piece for each missile. We uh, can't afford to scramble a few jets and fire a few sidewinder missiles in every one of the hundreds or thousands of items that are up there. It's not like our jets aren't equipped with good old-fashioned bullets that are cheap. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I don't know if they are. They are. Most of the the F-22 and 16s have. Absolutely. They have to for dogfighting capabilities. If nothing else, it's a defensive weapon. I didn't know that. Absolutely. Now, I think you left those a long time ago. No, no. In fact, my favorite plane has a big Beautiful one sitting. In fact, it, the whole plane was made around it. What's your favorite plane? Oh, by far the A-10 Warthog. <laughs> Not an air superiority fighter. Nothing they're going to shoot after some UAPs, but man, that's a beast of a plane. <laughs> Anywho. Yeah. Well, that kind of went south. I thought this, uh, after they shot down three of them, you would be happy and your blood pressure would be lowered. Not nearly as bad as last week, but... Uh, well, I am happy they're shooting them down. <laughs> you, you can't let... Un- First of all, these are all... Everyone they shot down was in space that would could potentially affect the safety of air traffic. Yes, they, that's and, a reason. That is, they have to get yeah. rid of that stuff. 
if you and the were, one before the week before was much much higher. Yeah, it was forty thousand feet, which is still no. The one last week was sixty to seventy thousand feet. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I'm surprised you didn't mention. Uh, there just seems to be that with the Chinese balloon two weeks ago. It seems to me, and, and you know, the Chinese are saying, "Oh, it's a weather balloon," and it, you know, blah blah blah. We let it go all over the nation, but it makes me feel like we're being probed. Like, we're being tested. Are we going to respond? Are we going to allow this stuff to flow? Are we going to allow things from foreign countries just to float around in our airspace? Was it for sure kind of probing you were talking about going on? Come on now. Did you have me word for a minute? (laughs) Hey, Jerry. Yes. Uh, Let's listen to our good buddy Ed Locke for a second. Shall we? Let's do that. Hi, I'm Ed Locke with USA Mortgage. Here at USA Mortgage, we view you as customer for life. That means we are with you every step of your journey to help before, during, and well after you move into your new home. Home buying can be stressful, but we are here to make the process easy. I know driving determination with my very talented team here at USA Mortgage will make for some incredible things. You can expect to receive great customer service from me with many customized options tailored to your financial goals and needs. So if you're looking to cruise into a new home or refinance, I can be the driver that gets you there. Call or text me at 502-680-0953 to find out how to get approved. NMLS ID 448-908, that's Acquisition, LLC, doing business as USA Mortgage, NMLS ID 227-262. This is not a commitment to lend. Additional terms and conditions apply. USA Mortgage is an equal housing opportunity. You know, Ed is licensed in both Kentucky and Florida, two of our biggest states that we have downloads in. If you're in either one of those states and you're thinking about buying a house, definitely find and call Ed Locke. Uh, If you're in any other part of the nation, USA Mortgage is there. Call and ask for their specific, you know, the person in that particular state, and you're going to get good service regardless where you're at with them. Uh, I can't recommend them enough. and specifically with working with Ed, um, how much he goes in and above to to get a deal done for his clients. So by all means, give him a call and uh, go from there. Uh, and if you're in Kentucky, call me. I can help you out too. <laughs> Shameless plug there. You can help them out, but in a different way. It's going to help them with the mortgage. You're going to help them find. I'm going to help them find the property, and, and sell the their property, they want or sell their property for the top dollar. Um, there's several things that I do that not every real estate agent does, like uh, probing. I don't do probing. No, no. Are you sure? I, I'm okay. pretty sure. <laughs> Making sure. I'll do everything but probing. How about that? <laughs> While we were listening to Ed, I looked up, I Googled, does the F-16 and F-22s have guns? And you're absolutely right, they do. I love this one answer. So why do modern fighter jets have internally mounted guns? The short answer is that fighter pilots want them. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Can you imagine, though, I mean, seriously, being in a a dogfight and running out of missiles? Because especially on the stealth planes, they have a very, very limited capability because the the missiles all have to be mounted internal right? or you lose your stealth capability. But you're not using, I don't know, 
Are the missiles really effective in dogfights? I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't think so at all. But guns much more so. Yeah. But at those speeds, I don't know. Yeah. How it much would seem to me that some on. of these jets can just outfly the bullets, you would think at some point. Yeah. But I guess not. Um, that's why I'm not we should call our good buddy Mike and see go. what he says. He would be able to know. He was he's the expert. He's still <laughs> the one flying around the world to make sure we get downloads from all kinds of places. So, Jerry, we had plans <laughs> to have a special guest next week. I guess uh, we did. But we still have plans. It just got put off a little bit. We're still going to be. <laughs> we're going to have to put those plans off just a hair. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, get, we'll maybe get into details as to why when we have them on the air. Um, but next week's going to be another great show. Um, if you guys have suggestions. If you have a specific topic that you'd like for us to cover here on Newsworthy, or if you have a great idea for a, we're, we're still a very new podcast. We're, we're still less than a year old. We're learning every week. Um, and we appreciate any input that you have. If you'd say, hey, could you guys just focus on one topic or a hundred topics or you, you know, not talk about recipe, whatever. We're if talking you, about more probing incidents. Yeah. Whatever you want to hear about, send us send us some feedback. Yeah, how would they do that, Jerry? Well, they have a couple of ways they can email us. What, well, what happened I, there? I, I don't know. That was weird. There was a bunch of popping going on. I don't know if we're still online or not. Hopefully. Yeah. Anyway, okay. they can email us at newsworthy with Steve and Jerry at gmail.com. They can text us or, uh, Okay. Yeah, yeah, they can text us at area code 540-709-1318. Guys, one other thing before we get out of here, and I just want to throw it out there. Uh-oh, let's see. That doesn't look good. Oh, okay, gotcha. Never mind. That was from our one of our future guests. Sorry. Gotcha. <laughs> um, she says we're still live, huh? Yeah. Um, so good. one of the things that I would recommend to all of our listeners and, and jerry here and i jerry's more fact-based we've obviously and i go by my gut and i read a story and an article and i'm like i make a snap decision and that just kind of gets stuck there but i would recommend to all of you to not necessarily just be a headline person dig a little deeper in the story there's always something that is deeper that needs to be said and they usually bury the important stuff about the third paragraph before they actually start telling what you really need to know. So, anywho, I hope you've enjoyed today's show. Jerry, I've absolutely enjoyed it. What about you? I certainly have. And uh, so with that, if you can't see the light, be the light.